It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. What's going on, everybody? The reason that I look even more adorable than I usually do, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, is because we're doing the podcast today from NBC Sports Chicago, where I just had the opportunity to talk about the Bears for the last half an hour on a football night in Chicago. And they're letting me use their studios to record this here podcast. But I got to tell you, I was back in the green room where you get ready to do the show and you put your makeup on and you put your nice threads on and all of that kind of stuff. And sitting back there happened to be the great Layla Rahimi and the great Frank Thomas. So Frank Thomas is back there. Didn't have time to talk to him as I was getting ready because I was in a rush. I come back to the green room after we do the show and... Frank's like, sick like, man, really think the Bears are going to be good this year. I was like, oh? And he was specifically telling me that he thinks that Justin Fields is going to be great this year. And I said, oh, really? And he's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, every other year, he's great. He says he's been watching him since high school. And his belief is that the second year in the Luke Getze system, that Justin Fields is going to explode and be a great player. And I told him, I said, Frank, I said, I'm going to quote you on this. He's like, go ahead, go ahead, quote me on that. So from Frank Thomas to me, to all of you, this is a big football fan, Auburn, you know, big time football guy. Frank Thomas says Justin Fields is going to be great. So, I mean, Frank's, it's a Hall of Famer saying that. And Hall of Famers do not get stuff wrong. So cheers to Frank Thomas. Who knows? Maybe he'll walk behind us during this podcast at some point in time. All right, let's get into a few things with the Bears. We did learn that Justin Fields will play, will start in the first preseason game on Saturday because basically they think he needs the repetitions, that he needs game speed, that there are things that he needs to work on still. And we don't know how long he's going to go. Matt Eberflus said that. It's all based on an individual basis on how long players will play situational. Like if a situation calls for Cole Komet to still be in the game or be in the game at all, he'll stay in the game or will be pulled out of the game. So they're still being a little bit ambiguous about it. But I think the key thing is, is that Justin Fields will start, will play. And I think it's smart. I think it's smart that, you know, Justin Fields, you know, we've seen him being up and down during camp and relative to last year, there are big things that he has been working on, including timing and footwork and accuracy, everything, the two minute drill, getting the ball down the field in a timely manner, all of that kind of stuff they want to see in a game situation. So I think it's smart, even though you're always taking a risk, you know, obviously don't expect Matt Ebrus to run plays where he would leave his quarterback vulnerable. Bottom line is we are going to see Justin Fields playing Saturday, Soldier Field, noon game against the Tennessee Titans. One thing that went down very disappointing in practice today, and that was Chase Claypool. The disappointing part is that he has some sort of injury. It sounds like it very well could be a hamstring injury that he suffered in one-on-one drills. Also, during the one-on-one drill, he got into it big time with Tyreek Stevenson, not physically as much as verbally, but it was because at the line of scrimmage, Chase Claypool knocked down Tyreek Stevenson, who took exception to it. A lot of jawing going back and forth throughout all of that. 
And I don't know if we've gotten to the point where it's too much from Chase Claypool. And look, I've been the one who's been saying since last year when he blew up on the sidelines that I like seeing that, that I like somebody on a pretty unemotional offense you have an emotional guy. And guess what? The Bears lost 10 in a row last year, and that was not okay. And it felt like Claypool was the only one who really gave a crap, (laughs) you know? And I'm sure that that wasn't the genesis of his explosion, but it was good to see, and I've been defending him since. But it's almost like it hit a point in practice today where it felt ugly. It felt ugly, and it was the first time I was like, maybe somebody needs to keep him in check a little bit better. And I asked Matt Eberflus about what he thought of the incident today. What did you think of uh, Chase Claypool and Tariq Stevenson getting into it in one-on-ones, and then we didn't see Claypool practice at all after that? Yeah, that's just physical. The guys are just being physical out there. That's why we got pads on. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, you got to have some of that for sure. And uh, it's a physical game. It's, it's more than physical. Chase has been very verbal. He's been getting into it verbally with a lot of defensive backs throughout him, including today. How do you have – how do you gauge whether that has is becoming disruptive or problematic? Yeah, I just look at, you know, when you are talk to another opponent, right, and that certainly happens during the game, and that, that's part of some people's game, and some guys are just, you know, hey, focused and, you know, more quiet. But if that's part of the game, it's part of the game, as long as it doesn't go lead into penalties, you know, or lack of execution. You know, so if you can keep your focus, and that's, that's how you do it, and you don't fight, okay, because that's a penalty, that's part of the game. You know, so that's how I look at it. How significant is his injury? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I got to talk to the, the staff, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So ho- hopefully, he is good to go to start the season. Again, we do not know the injury, so I'm not going to speculate on any kind of a time zone and you know for how long he might be out with that you know parent leg injury that he's dealing with. Just hope that he's ready to go for the regular season because, obviously, he's a highly important player. Another really important player for the Bears this year, obviously, is the starting right tackle, the rookie Darnell Wright. Had a bit of a rough day, four false starts for the big guy on the right side of the line, and Matt Eberflus was asked, was this a cadence issue in regards to to Justin Fields and Darnell Wright getting used to that at the NFL level? You mentioned the cadences, and that came up last week, too. would you attribute most of the false starts we've seen in practice to that challenge that you guys are giving them? Uh, you know, I would have to take it individualized, but it's some of that, okay. some of that. Because when you're changing them up and, and really trying to do a good job with the cadence, that's going to happen some. And is that especially a challenge for Darnell Wright just being a rookie? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was used to maybe a couple of cadences, you know, coming out. So, you know, the, the expanded part of that, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, gets to be where he's just learning. He's just learning. It's a rookie, so he's got to learn through it, and and he'll be good. Let's hope that that's the case. Let's race through a few more things, and then uh, we will get out of here for today. Just a bunch of stuff here, unloading the notebook, so to speak. Yannick Ngakwe and Mercedes Lewis, two of the newest Bears, still in ramp-up mode. Lewis was not even in uniform at all, just kind of hanging out on the sideline. Ngakwe has been dressing and going through individual drills, but have not seen him practice in full yet. But that was what they told us would be the case. Matt Eberflus was asked about Tremaine Edmonds and Demarcus Walker, who again didn't practice. The question was, will they be good to go for game one? And Matt Eberflus was very confident that both of those guys will be. Here's something kind of sneaky important. Dante Pettis, the Bears receiver and punt returner, removed from the non-football injury list. So presumably he'll get going to ramp up mode and perhaps be out there practicing tomorrow or today by the time you're listening to this podcast. 
And then Tristan Ebner. Tristan Ebner had a huge 70-yard run. He's fighting for a roster spot, man, with Roshan Johnson, the rookie that they drafted, you know, heating up. And then the two guys that are ahead of Roshan Johnson, Dante Foreman and Khalil Herbert. And Travis Homer, who they signed, can't imagine them cutting him. Tristan Ebner fighting for his life on this team. And he made a huge 70-yard run. That is it. Thanks to the fine folks at NBC Sports Chicago for letting me use their space and do the podcast. You never know where the podcast will originate from. Today was from NBC Sports Chicago. So thank you to those guys. Thank you to Ray Diaz for, as always, doing an excellent job of producing the show. I'm Mark Grody, and I will talk to you soon.